we're back with the Saxo Market Call podcast. And um, yesterday, we didn't do uh, an episode on on macro. Uh, it was a holiday out of there in, in Singapore, so we, uh, we we skipped that. But today, I'm fortunate to have my colleague Kuhn with me from Belgium. Hi, Kuhn. Hello, Peter. And we're going to talk about options. It's not something we we talk regularly about on the um, on the uh, on the podcast, but uh, today we'll make an exception because you're here in Copenhagen, and we're very happy about that. And um, we, uh, yeah, I think this will be very good because you know options have become extremely popular with uh, with retail investors around the world, and especially since the uh, the start of the pandemic, it has grown in size to something that it really. It matters for the market, and and we'll talk. We'll start the the podcast talking through a very specific case. So, I suppose most listeners in the podcast of the podcast have know what Novo Nordisk is. Is this very fast growing uh, European, actually Danish based uh, pharmaceutical company that almost by not an accident, but they stumble upon this GLP uh, one. Uh, drugs, which is uh, a spin-off from their diabetes research and has shown to be uh, effective in, in weight loss, but even more importantly, and that was what came out over the weekend, it, 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 it you know, a huge study on reducing heart risk, etc. There's a massive potential, the growth is very high, it has attracted a lot of investor attention. But Kuhn, as you said to me before we went into the studio, the typical response for the, the ordinary private investor is that Oh, Peter is positive on Novo. I like the case, and okay, maybe I I I will go out and buy some Novo shares. That could be one imagination, and it's the typical imagination just to buy the was the stock. But you're here to talk about options because you have other options on your on your on your table, right? We have other options. No pun intended, <laughs> or pun intended. <laughs> um, so normally people always say, okay, yeah, uh, let's let's invest in that stock. But there are more. Besides options, there are other uh, instruments too. But options are a very popular uh, uh, instrument to invest. Also, not only on the short term, but also on the longer term. Why? Because options can be very capital efficient. Um, let's let's take that example of of Novo Nordisk. I'm talking about uh, the U.S. Uh, listed uh, um, stock, uh, which is around hundred dollars for each stock. Uh, that's a nice round number. It, it makes uh, explanation uh, the explanation uh, a bit uh, more easy. Uh, let's say you you want to buy stock, and let's say you you have uh, say okay, I'll buy hundred hundred shares. I use the number hundred with a reason because one option contract is always hundred uh, shares, usually hundred shares. So if you say I'll buy hundred shares. At a hundred dollar a share, that's ten thousand a dollar. If you buy a call option, which has the same effect as hundred uh, shares, you'll buy. Uh, if you take it long, far away enough, it will cost you around less than two thousand dollars. So you're working with with twenty percent of the uh, nominal value of the the stock, um, and you have the same effect. Now, of course, you would say, "Yeah, but you're leveraging. You're 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 playing a high risk game." Well, that's only the case if you would buy five options. Yeah, I'm talking about the same nominal value, ten thousand dollar, but I only pay two thousand. And what are the the advantages of of that? Is that well, if the stock goes up, the option value goes up equally. 
Um, and if it goes down, well, you can only lose the, the maximum, the, the amount you paid for the call option. And that is one of the features I really like about options because, you know, whenever retail investors or private investors want to use uh, or go into margin trading, so as you say, I don't want to spend the all $10,000, but then I can go into different margin products. And an option is is that. But what I like about options versus take a, a CFD contract, which is also very popular here in Europe, is that if the position goes against you, so your your, your prediction on what happened to what what's going to happen to normal noise was wrong, then and a stock like make you know not collapses but make a big uh, decline, then and you thought that you only was going to lose this because I put in a stop loss order. That stop loss order can actually be jumped beyond uh, if you are in a CFT contract. Whereas with the exchange traded option, as you say. I'm guaranteed to maximum lose what I paid in premium. So I, I really like that feature. It's a very hard stop loss. Yeah. And not only that, it, it it offers flexibility in a way that, for example, if you have other products like a turbo um, and you, you bought the, the, the stock at 10,000 and for some reason it drops to 7,000, your stop loss gets hit and you that money is gone. With options... You still have an option that is actually doesn't have any value, but it still exists. And if the the uh, stock goes back up again, your option regains its value. It's only at the end of the option because every option has an expiration date. At that moment, your option uh, ceases to exist. Correct. So we can uh, we can buy options. But there's oh, with options you can do way more, and that's the fun of it. Uh, well, I call it fun. Uh, it can <laughs> be complicated. I, I agree. Um, you can also use it. Actually, imagine you you still want to buy those uh, stocks. And you say, okay, I want those shares in my on my account. I want them physically. Uh, I want uh, the the voting rights uh, or the dividends or or whatever. You can actually use options as a strategy to buy them, to acquire them with a reduction. And how do you do that? Is you can actually say, okay, rather than buying an option, I'll sell an option. And I'll sell them an, an option in the money, not a call option, but a put option. And so you for that selling, you receive a premium. Uh, as an example, I could say, it's not the correct numbers, but let's say you, you say, okay, I want to sell a put option at 105. For that, you'll, uh, you'll get a premium of, let's say, six or seven dollars. So you actually get a premium to wait for the option to expire in the money, which means that at that moment, you'll be obliged to buy them at the strike price you you uh, agree to when you sold the, the option. So let's say you have an option at 105, you received six or seven dollars. The moment it expires, you are obliged to buy them at 105, that's the strike price, but you already received six or seven dollars. So you actually only pay 98 or 97 dollars, uh, while the current price is 100. So you get a reduction 
of about one to to two dollars on your uh, on each uh, share. That's an interesting way at uh, looking at it. That there's so many there's so many ways we can we can go from here on on talking on on options. One of the things, and we've talked about that recently, it has become ex- become a phenomenon. It's becoming more popular in the U.S. Um, we even have these ETFs now, J.P. Morgan, where they wrap in a market exposure, U.S. equity markets, but then inside the ETF, there is a lot of selling of options to generate income. Yep. Um, we don't need to go into the whole discussion about what's happening in the ETF market with this. That's a separate thing, and, and you and I have talked about that you should definitely write something about that for sexual clients. But we can talk about the concept of you owning physical stocks and you want to you know, create some additional income on top of these stocks. So how, how would that work uh, for the uh, to if we wanted to explain that for the listener? Well, that's that's a, a very popular, maybe even the most popular uh, strategy that's called covered calls. And covered calls are actually when you when you have the stock and you, you give the right to somebody else to uh, buy your stock at a certain price. And you sell a call, so you give the right to somebody else to buy your stock at a certain price. Let's go back to to Novo Nordisk, which is around $100. And you say to, uh, let's say I have those those shares. And I give you, Peter, the right to buy my shares at $103, 3% higher than the actual price. For that right, I'll receive a premium. You'll pay me a premium. You buy that option from me. Say, okay, you pay me. I don't know, two dollars. Now, if the price goes up in the short term, it's always before a certain expiration date. If the price goes up and the price goes to, uh, let's say, 103.50 or 104, then I'll be obliged to sell you those uh, shares at 103. So you might say, yeah, you're. Yeah, then you lose your shares. Correct. But I bought them at 100, I sell them at 103, and I already received a premium of 250. So actually I'm making more profit than I initially thought. So that's a way of recurring income. Yeah, you say you're recurring, but you just sold your, your shares. Well, shares don't always go up. No. So I know that. so it can happen and if it does happen there are ways to get out of it you can easily say you know what I don't want to lose my shares I'll just uh, buy back that option and I'll sell sell it on the next expiration date again receiving premium and this way you can actually every month sell options on your existing stock yielding an extra income and that can easily be two three percent a month sometimes it doesn't always work but it, it often works it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting way and there's so many there's so many ways you can generate extra income we also have this uh, stock lending opportunity or uh, you can that you can enable in in the saxo trading platform so if you have a 
a stocks portfolio. I'm going to actually write about this because that's an also an interesting. There's a whole secondary lending market out there where I mean, you know there are sophisticated traders that wants to short uh, different stocks. And if you have a position in a stock that you know I'm going to hold this for five years, you can actually lend that out, and we we do that automatically for you, and you receive you know an an, an interest income in that lending market from lending out your shares, and you still have your 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 voting rights, etc. On that, and then um, you get the dividends. So uh, that's also an interesting way. Uh, at looking at uh, getting extra income. And you can still sell covered calls while you lend them out. And you can still, on top of that. So it's a, that's a very interesting way. But, but Kuhn, now that I have you, because you and I, we, we, we chatted uh, earlier today, and um, you know, it's always, when you're on the podcast, it's, it's, it's good to hear like real stories from the real world and, and when, when you do options. And you, you said that you like these uh, uh, zero, uh, zero day uh, options, right? The ones that expire you know, on the actual day. And it's, they have become extremely popular in the US. And I think they also, they, they exist in the, uh, in, the, in the Dutch market as well. We, so we have them here in Europe. And I think Eurex uh, recently launched uh, new versions of these uh, CRDTs. I just, you know, can you tell a little bit about what, what, what these options are and how you think about them? So th- this is not, you know, investment recommendations, just your thoughts on the product itself, because you can, you, that's a different arena within the entire options world, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's something very, very exciting. Uh, what, what I've talked before now were options with an expiry date on a year, sometimes two years. Um, a lot of traders uh, trade options on shorter time frames on 45 or 60 days, 45 days, 30 days, 7 days. And now the zero DTEs, DTE stands for days till expiration, is actually an option that expires. It starts to exist at the opening of the the markets and by the end of the day, they cease to exist. So their whole lifespan is only a couple of hours. Pretty fascinating. It's like... It's like watching a film in fast forward. (laughs) You say, yeah, but that's not fun. Oh, yes, it is. It's so much fun. And it's not only fun. Of course, there's there's inherently uh, risks uh, involved, but it offers so many new possibilities. Uh, You can actually, um, if if an event happens like uh, today, the the CPI numbers are, are being published, well, the market can react violently on that. And you can profit on that. And of course, it's, it's very exciting in that way is that the, if, if you trade options from 60 to, to 7 days uh, expiry, you, every day you see something happening. Well, with those zero DTEs, you see it by the minute. And, and like, you know, an option expires after a certain uh, time. So the value of the option uh, depreciates also. And that you can really see hour by hour. And it's so, yeah, you learn a lot and you can make a lot of money and you can lose a lot of money too. Personally, I think it's it's very fascinating. I like it a lot. I'm not good at it, I have to admit. Uh, but I'm learning. I'm still learning. So uh, it's fun to do. And that's a key thing. And, and, you know, we already went past 15 minutes, but, you know, I think now that we have you here, I think it's okay we go a few minutes beyond the uh, the 15 minutes where we want to end the podcast. But another learning, talking about learnings. So you you, you we talked about um, the typical way a lot of no no V's private investors when they go into options 
buying or selling, mostly buying, um, is that they they want to use options for for playing the earnings season. And you 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 talked to me about this example. Okay, you have Meta coming out with an earnings release, and I'm a person. I I, I believe that they will surprise to the upside. So I go out there. I buy a call a call option with an expiry date. You know, a couple of days or a week after the earnings release date. And I'm right about the prediction. They do surprise, and the stock also moved higher. But I'm not making as much money as I as I thought. And I mean, take us through, you know, that process because you said to me it's 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 often a wrong way to think about options. Yeah. So, or people do that, but it's not so good, maybe. Yeah. Well, I I just talked about the example of Novo Nordisk, and I specifically talked about an option which has a, a lifetime of a year. Why? Every option expires, and the day or the moment the option expires, it ceases to have value. The value is zero. If you bought something at $10, well, at expiration, it's zero. So if you take an or buy an option which has only a maturity, a lifespan of two weeks, that means in the next 14 days the value goes from 100% to zero. If the earnings event is in the middle, and you're, so you only have five days left, at that m- time, if you bought an option, you could almost say, it's not completely like this, but half of its value is already gone. There are very important other factors also, like volatility. Volatility is the uncertainty of something going to happen. And certainly with earnings events, volatility goes sky high. And then the moment the earnings numbers are released, that volatility drops. And since volatility is a big factor in the price of an option, the value of that option is going to drop also. So you might be completely correct in your prediction. The news is good, the price goes up, and yet you see that your call option didn't move or even lost value. So then you say, but what did I do? Everything is right. But actually, the volatility dropped because the news is there, the uncertainty is gone, and you lost almost half of its lifespan. So the option loses a lot of value and then a lot of people say yeah but i bought an option and why did i lose money why did i lose money and that's why i often and i'm very fond of selling options that's taking the other side of the contract of course at that moment you sell an obligation so you do have to know what you're doing and i can assure you because we have to end the podcast here but i i I can assure the listeners out there that we will have Kuhn back and maybe we can talk about actually the whole concept about selling options because, you know, it's interesting but it comes with different types of risk you need to be aware of um, but that's definitely for a, for a, for a podcast uh, another time. But um, it was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Kuhn and um, I hope out there that you, you learned a little bit about options but also, you know, think about it. It's, you don't always have to buy the physical shares if you if you have a positive view on, on Novo. You can do it with options. You can use options to create more income. Think about that example with, uh, with, with earnings releases so you don't end up in the same situation as so many others that you're disappointed because the option didn't do what you thought it was going to do. But uh, thank you for listening and we'll be back 
next time. Thank you very much.